Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. As Joanna said, we thank you all for your prayers, your support. It means a lot to us. Um, just to, to mention as well, because um, uh, she wasn't here earlier, you know, um, just to give a lot of thanks pub- uh, publicly to, uh, to Olivia Richardson, because she has done an unbelievable amount. She's, um, she's actually, uh, um, you know, this is just uh, uh, typical of Liv, she's actually serving in the kids' church at the moment. Um, and if it wasn't for Liv, a lot of the things wouldn't have happened this weekend. She just brings it together. She has an unbelievable servant heart, um, and, and she's just uh, fantastic, and nothing's ever too difficult for her, which is, uh, which is absolutely amazing, and she's a, a credit to her parents and her family as well. Great. So I've, I've just got the privilege just to, uh, to share with you this morning. And uh, the topic uh, been given for this morning is entitled Committing to Being a Disciple. Committed to Being a Disciple. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a disciple? Are you a disciple? You know, uh, disciple is one of those words that maybe, you know, some of us might know a lot about. Some of uh, other of us, like, have heard it before and maybe don't understand a lot about it. Maybe there's some people here who've never heard the word before and think, what does that mean? Well, I just got a, a simple explanation. To be a disciple means a person who believes in the ideas and principles of someone famous and tries to live the way that person does or did. I'll say that again. A person who believes in the ideas and principles of someone famous and tries to live the way that person does or did. So a disciple isn't someone who's a fan who's like, you know what, I like that person, I like what they do. A disciple is someone who literally tries to emulate does the same things, tries to act the same, tries to do the same, tries to say the same uh, things as that person they are following. So I've just, I'm just going to unpack what it means to be a disciple. I've just got uh, four points just to share with you this morning over the next 20 minutes or, or so. Uh, and I hope it, it blesses you just as I share together. So number one, a disciple is committed. Say it together. One, two, three, committed. Sorry, I didn't clarify that. I didn't actually say what you was going to say. I just realized. We're going to try that again. We're going to say committed. One, two, three. Committed. Uh, a disciple is committed. I'm just going to read from John chapter 6, verses 60 to 69. It's going to come up on the screen. It says, On hearing this, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and to know that you are 
the Holy One of God. Have we got anyone here who's, they'd say, a, a Man United supporter or fan? Oh, two, three, four. Maybe some people don't want to admit it this morning. <laughs> We've got a few Man United supporters in here. And you know uh, the, the funny thing, for, for those of you who don't know, um, even though they won yesterday, you know, Man United are going through a little bit of a, of a difficult spell. Um, after 10 minutes yesterday, they were 2-0 down to the team that was bottom of the table. They weren't doing very well. And, you know, these last few games, they haven't really been playing that great. People have been calling for the manager to be sacked. Uh, you know, um, the performances haven't been that great. But what I find so funny about it is that so many people would call themselves, before all this, would call themselves a Man United fan. But the minute things aren't going well, performances aren't going well, things aren't happening right, you realise that there's not that many fans turning up to the stadium, there's not many people turning up. I, you know, I didn't see the match yesterday, but I would guarantee that at 2-0 down after 10 minutes, there would have been quite a few people probably leaving the stadium and thinking, forget this, I can't have this anymore. But I think that is just so characteristic of what a fan is like. You know, a fan is, uh, is up and down. You know, they, you know when uh, the team is doing really well, they're straight there with their, their top on. You know, they're, they're showing off to other people. Yeah, I'm a Man United supporter. Yeah, we're doing great. But as soon as uh, they start losing, as things going wrong, they disappear and they're not there to be seen. And, you know, I think we can relate this to this these verses here that actually what happened was is that there was a a huge crowd probably thousands of people that were following Jesus around you know they were loving the the amazing things that Jesus was doing that he was actually you know doing miracles in front of people's eyes he he was healing people you know people who were blind were, were seen again people who were deaf were hearing again people who couldn't walk started walking again And just think about it, these people were following around, they were probably amazed, they've probably never seen anything like this before. You know, people being raised to life again, thinking, wow, this is amazing. But actually, the minute that Jesus starts to talk to the crowd and says something that they find a little bit difficult, you know what happens is that so many people just start to walk away. You know, a real disciple is committed in the hard times and the good times. You know, we see here, you know, uh, Jesus really knew who his disciples were, who were committed to him because he gave this teaching. He'd, he'd spoken about being the bread of life and so many people were like, nah, forget that. that that's too difficult. I can't take that. That's, that's too much for me to take on. But actually, they were only there for the spectacular and for the great. Now, I don't know about you, but maybe you've, you've got, uh, you know someone who's like that. I've, uh, I used to have a friend who, uh, who was so, so fickle. He was, uh, it was quite funny, actually. He was one of those people who used to jump on different situations. So, uh, you know, I would ask him and say, oh, would you, would you like to go for a walk later? You know, about nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, we'll go for a walk. This is when I was at, uh, at Bible college. And, you know, it came to nine o'clock and I'd actually uh, worked out that, he got a better offer of going to McDonald's and he, instead of going on a walk with me, he went somewhere else instead. That was what it was like. And if we're not careful, we can sometimes be so up and down. 
that actually we only follow Jesus when it suits us, that actually we only follow Jesus when it's easy. But a disciple, a disciple of God is someone who is committed in the good and bad. See, the funny thing is that actually sometimes when we go through our hard times, that actually you can, can see that the first thing that we stop doing is that we stop reading our Bible, that we stop speaking to God, that maybe we stop going to church. When actually in those difficult times is when you need it the most. You know, a disciple is someone who's committed. When things aren't going well, he still makes that decision in their mind that I'm, despite what I'm feeling, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to get up. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to serve and I'm still going to carry on going. You see, uh, when you're committed, you're someone of your word. When you say you're going to do something, you're going to go through and you're going to do it. You stick to your word. And when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it well. You're going to do it with the best of your ability. And look, I'd like to encourage you, look, if, uh, you know, the best way that you can do this and be committed as a disciple is to serve on one of our dream teams. See, one of the things that I love the most uh, and I enjoy the most uh, in the church is being able to serve on a team with other people. I love uh, being a part of the worship team and serving on that. And look, I would just encourage you, if you're uh, not a part of a, of a team here today, I'd encourage you just to get signed up to one. It'd be fantastic for you. You know, Andy uh, mentioned early in the announcements, uh, we've got a growth track coming up in a few weeks. Look, if you want to be a committed disciple, I'd encourage you, come along to the growth track. You know, we've, we've all done it. It's, we've all found it beneficial. It's literally there to move you on to the next step in your journey. And for many of you, maybe the next step for you in being committed is, is, is finding a team. And that uh, growth track is set up perfectly for you to find somewhere where you are passionate about, a team that, uh, uh, that fits your personality, that fits your gifting, and something where you can thrive and really enjoy. Is that okay? Great. So that's number one. A disciple is committed. Number two, a disciple is dependent on God. Turn to your neighbor and say, who are you dependent on? Who are you dependent on? Just going back to those verses that I I read, you know, um, just those last three verses from John chapter 6, verses 66 to 69. It says, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. And Jesus said, he said, you do not want to leave, uh, he said, you do not want to leave two, do you, to the twelve? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We've come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. You see, in that moment, Peter, one of the followers, disciples of Jesus, he came to a revelation and he made an omission in that moment that there is nowhere worth being other than with God. He'd realised in that moment, he'd, he'd been around lots of different people. You know, he'd been a, a fisherman. It'd, it'd been probably, uh, because he was quite outspoken, I could imagine he was a, a person who was around lots of different people. You know, how he, he met different people, been to different places, he'd been in his job. And actually, despite all those different things, he'd realised that the best place that he could be was alongside Jesus. He'd come to that moment and realised, you know what? 
God, where can I go? Other than you, where, where else can I go? And the question, if we're going to be a disciple, we have to be fully reliant on God. Reliant on God for our every need. Reliant on God that he's going to come through. Reliant on God that he's going to be with us every single day of our life. And I just want to ask you, you know, the question this morning. You know, when things are going on in your life, who do you turn to first? What do you turn to first? Do you turn to your bank balance? Do you turn to your own ability? Do you turn to uh, uh, your family? But I'd encourage you, more than anything, turn to God. God's always waiting there. He wants to help you. He wants to be a part of your life. He wants you to be reliant on him. Because he can offer what the world can't offer. And he can offer great many things. I want to ask you, what do you feed on? What do you feed your mind on? What do you feel, feed your, your heart on? And also, are you dependent on a pastor or are you dependent on God? You see, if we're not careful, we can be look, look up to someone and we can be dependent on them to, to feed us and to help us and to drag us through situations. But you know, being honest, and, and Christian would say the same thing, it's a lot more dependent, it's a lot more better to be dependent on God than to be dependent on the pastor. Amen, you know, because God is so much greater. You know, we've got amazing leaders, we've got amazing pastors, but, you know, a, a pastor's not going to be able to solve all your problems. A pastor's not going to be able to drag you through the things in your life, but God is going to be there every step of the way. So who are we dependent on? So we've got number one, a disciple is committed. Number two, a disciple is dependent on God. And number three, a disciple is always learning. Turn to your neighbor and say, are you learning? Are you learning? Disciples are always learning. They're always growing. See, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, this is what it says. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So, you know, we, uh, a lot of us, as, uh, those of us who, who are, would call ourselves Christians, we love to run to this verse because we say, yes, God, enlarge my territory, make me bigger, make me greater. Uh, uh, God, give me more influence. Uh, may I have a greater job, may I have a greater this, a greater that. But actually, when we make that prayer and when we ask God, what God asks of us is that we would be, will, be willing to be stretched, to grow, and to learn. You see, God doesn't just hand things on a platter, on a plate. God gives us the opportunity to grow. You see, if we want to enlarge our territory, if we want to grow, if we want to grow this church, if you want to grow your life, if you want to grow your influence, then we've got to learn every single day of our lives. It's such an important part of being a disciple. You see, in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favour with God and man. I find it so, so interesting. You know, there's a, a, a couple of chapters. There's a few verses about Jesus as a young boy. 
And then basically in, in, in the Bible, there's this massive gap of how many years, you know, from when he was a kid to when he was about 30. And the Bible doesn't say anything about it except for this, that in that period that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and man. Now, Jesus is the son of God. And Jesus had to have a period of low, of learning, of growing in wisdom and growing in stature. So if you think Jesus, the son of God, he's got to learn, then, then how much more do we have to learn? You know, as disciples of God, how much more have we got to grow in stature? How much more have we got to actually realize that before we get to the next step, that God's got to teach us some things? That God's got to help us, that maybe God's got to prune our attitude, that maybe God's got to uh, develop our skill set, that maybe God's got to help our relationship skills. If Jesus had to grow, how much more do we have to grow and learn as well? In that, just a, a few practical things that you can do, you know, you can think about, well, how do I, you know, I want to learn, I want to grow, you know, what should I do? What can I do to, to learn as a disciple? Just a few things. Firstly, uh, I'd encourage you to, to join one of our small groups. You know, we, we love our, our Sunday services here. You know, uh, it's a great time to worship together, to, to have someone share uh, God's word, to, uh, to mix together. But what we realize is, is that actually people can grow uh, and, and really learn a lot more when they meet in a group together, in a small group together. It's in that context where you can develop relationships with other people. It's where you can talk to someone and say, look, you know what? I'm actually struggling with this issue. Can you pray with me? Can you help me? It's where you can become accountable to someone else. It's where you can open up the Bible. It's where you can learn how to read the Bible. Learn, what, well, what does this scripture mean? You can ask questions. You can discuss things together. And I would encourage you, that's one of the best ways you can learn as a disciple. Also, allow other people to, to talk into your life. And, you know, I've got to be, uh, be honest. You know, one of the, uh, the people that helps me a lot in, in my growth is, is Joanna. You know, Joanna's uh, really honest and, uh, and great with me. Sometimes maybe a little bit too honest. <laughs> but she's, uh, she, you know, she's, she's brilliant and Look, look, me being honest as well, sometimes I have to check my own heart because if I'm not careful, you know, when someone says something to me, I can get offended in my own heart and get self-defensive and like, well, you know, the reason I did that was because of this or, you know, make excuses all the time. But I'd encourage you just to have an open heart to people around you. Get some people around you who are going to be honest to you, who are going to say the difficult things that you need to hear, but in love. You know, the, you, you're not going to grow if you have someone around you who's just going to tell you what you need to hear. Uh, but you need those people who are going to be honest and open with you. who are going to say those things into your life. And also as well, I encourage you, listen to podcasts. You know, uh, one of the things I like to do in the morning when I'm getting ready, when I'm walking into work, get a podcast on. You know, we've got great uh, technology these days. You can listen to preachers on your phone. Look, even listen to maybe our Ilkeston podcast or there's loads of great churches out there. Listen to worship. Uh, and I'd encourage you just to get into that because 
the more good things you feed into your life, the more likely you are to grow. So if you keep on, you know, feeding uh, trivial things and things that aren't helpful, then the, tr- the truth of the matter is, is that you're probably not going to grow as much as you could. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But you need to make sure that you have more things in your life that is going to encourage you, that's going to help you, that's going to point you towards God, that's going to encourage you in the morning, that's going to help you and going to allow you to grow and develop. So those are the three points and my, my fourth and final point that I'm coming on. Uh, a disciple is a disciple maker. A disciple maker. Turn to your neighbour and say, are you a disciple maker? You see, actually, this is probably the most important one that Jesus draws out in in the Gospels. One of the most important things that he says a disciple is, is one of those people actually shares their faith with other people who actually passes on what they know to other people. So uh, just reading from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, this is what it says. It says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Now, just to give a bit of context to these verses, you know, what had happened at this time is, you know, many of you will know is that Jesus had died on the cross. Uh, he'd been put in a tomb. Three days had gone past. He'd resurrected again. The angels were there told the two Marys. He's not here anymore. Uh, and basically moving further down, just fasting forward, uh, Jesus finds himself with the disciples again. He's risen back from the dead and he finds himself back with his disciples before he goes to heaven. And this is the last thing that is recorded in Matthew, in the book of Matthew. So you're thinking, well, the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples in this book, it must have been pretty important, right? Yeah, because this is the last time he's going to see them. You know, face to face, this is the last time he's going to see them. So, you know, he didn't, you know, come to them and say, look, you know, I've, I've taught you these great things. And what I want to leave with you is just, you know, have a nice life. You know, meet together, look after each other. You know, uh, you know, every so often, have some food together, and you know, have a bit of a laugh, and stay friends. Try and keep in touch, you know, with each other. You know, he didn't say anything like that. He didn't say he was bold with his words. The final things they said. This is what he said. He says, "Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations." He's saying, "I've taught you everything. I've invested into you." You know, the Holy Spirit will come, but what I want you to do is from here is to go out of here and to spread the news, to spread what I've told you, to spread what I've imparted in you. And you know, that's a great mandate of our church. And there's one of the things that I love about our church is that we are always focused about the people who are not yet in this church. You know, our heart uh, for 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 our, all of our campuses is to see the building filled. You know how amazing would it be if we if we filled up this room, 
If we saw a great amount of people, you know, coming to know Jesus, you know, coming to lay down their life, that literally lives were turned from death into life, that situations were turned around, that God would do what only he could do in his power. You know, this is what God has commissioned us with, that we would share our faith every day, that we would go to, into our workplace that would make a difference, that would live differently, that would share what God has taught us with with our friends, with our family, with our workmates. And look, at, you know, at, at Universal, it's, it's one of the things that we, we try and, you know, focus so much on because we have quite a mixture of different people, though, quite a few different people who are not used to, to church as much. And, you know, that's one of the things you've got to think about when you're sharing your faith. You think about the person. Try and make it appropriate to them. You know, try and talk about something they're interested about. And then we've got into it. You know, one of the things you can do, you know, uh, we can be so, uh, it's so funny. Sometimes we can be scared about talking about, it. you know, when someone asks what you're doing at your we- uh, on your weekend, be the first thing that you mention is going to church. You know, be ready to share your story. Be ready to share your faith with those around you. And look, we've got a, a great opportunity in the coming months. We've got Christmas coming up. You know, we're going to have some fantastic Christmas services. I didn't encourage you, you know, as much, you know, just invite people. You know, the worst thing that someone could say is no. And then it doesn't matter. You know, there's, 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 that's the worst thing that could happen. But we want to believe that we're going to see this place filled out. That we're going to see more and more people come to know God. And we've got to share our faith and, and invite them. And I encourage you just to step out. Be bold. You know, as Jesus has said, go and make disciples. Encourage people, ask people if they want to come to church. And look, not even just over Christmas, even over these next few weeks, can we be bold in sharing our faith? Can we be bold in inviting people to church? So those are my four points that uh, I wanted to to share with you uh, this morning. And there's just kind of one final thought that I wanted to share with you just as the the band comes up uh, this morning, just to, to leave with you and you know, one of the thoughts that I have in my mind, and it actually circulates around uh, a message that Christian shared maybe a year or a couple of years ago, is this whole thought about legacy, about legacy, about what do you leave behind when your life is finished? What's going to happen when you are finished? What legacy are you going to leave behind? It talks about leaving something in people, not for people. You see, I I don't know about you, but I want to be one of those people who gets to the end of my life and thinks, you know what, I did everything I could to make an impact on other people. That actually I did everything that I gave my all to to Jesus. I gave my all to being a disciple and to following God. And I gave my all into making other people disciples. I just want to ask you that question this morning. What do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to be known for in your life? What do you want to have at the end of your life? What do you want to leave behind? And I'd just love to pray for you in these, in these next few moments. I just encourage you just, to, just for, for people's privacy, just to, to close your eyes or to bow your heads or whatever you feel is, is comfortable.
And uh, I'd love to just uh, give an opportunity for, for maybe there's uh, some people here this morning, you say, I, I don't know this Jesus or I've never committed my life to God. And I just encourage you, it is the best decision you can make. It is the best decision I have made in my life. And I want to encourage you this morning that God loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He wants the best for you. And if that's you this morning, if you say, look, I want to make that step. I want to be bold. I want to follow Jesus. I want to give my life over to, to God this morning. I just want to give you an opportunity to respond. Just while everyone's heads is bowed, there's no one looking around. If that's you this morning, I'd love to pray for you. I just encourage you just to lift up your hand in this place.